Hey guys, and welcome to Horses and Biscuits. This is a collaborative show that's put on between us at the Shoes and Biscuit and the guys at Rocking Horse Media. We've been following the the progression of the Karen the Care Home series drama uh, TV um, pilot they're putting together, and of course Izzy versus Jess, which is in production at the moment and due to be released on cinema very very soon. Today, this is going to be a show all about uh, a tribute to, to three great people that are around us. Uh, we've got. Actor John Chalice, which you guys will know from as Boise from, from Only Falls and Horses. We've got Anna Karen from On the Buses, and, and Jack Morris is a good friend of, of Rocking Horse Media. We've got all that coming up in, in a second. We can throw our comments and, and, and talk about the, the good things about these wonderful people. But what we'll do first is we'll go around the room and we'll in, get let everybody introduce themselves. Joining us today is is um, our good friend Simon Fisher Becker, who you'll remember on the Reduced to Clear Biscuits episode that we did. Um, Simon, would you like to introduce yourselves and let everybody know who you are? Hello, I'm Simon Fisher Becker. Uh, I've been working w- well with Rocking Horse, uh, contributing to all sorts of things. Uh, some of you probably don't know who I am. Others will remember me from Doctor Who and Harry Potter. And others probably don't care. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> it's one of these once you know, once we know you, Simon, it's yeah. hard to it's hard to forget you. Um, <laughs> and also joining us is is Matt Campbelldale. Do you want to tell people a little bit about you, Matt? Yes, I'm um, I'm Matt. I run a company that books um, actors like Simon into personal appearance events around the world. And John Chalice and Anna Karen were two of my long term clients, who of course you know have fortunately passed away. Um, um, yeah, so I used to book them into the events and look after them and make sure they're all okay, really. Nice. And uh, you've developed, uh, obviously, uh, a nice and obviously quite touching relationship with these these folks over, over time. Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. They, were, they became good friends. And that's really nice because, you know, when you, we talk about the movie business and, and, and the stars and all this kind of thing, you, you always think of it as this machine it's mm. just like, yeah, we've got a booking at three o'clock uh, on a Thursday. Are you ready? Can you go? You, obviously not. You've got this kind of really personable and, and, and nurturing relationship with, the, with these folks, which is nice. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it hurts more because I was friends with them both, not not just mm. working with them, became good friends as well. So I saw them outside of outside of the work, outside of the events, um, you know, that kind of thing. So it's, it's a all... bit more difficult for these for that, that for them too than it is they would be for the people apart from the fact like john chalice kind of brought me up as a kid only falls and horses were always on the tv when i was like growing up um so he kind of that that kind of group of people kind of raised me uh but also i do the shoes of biscuit as well and john chalice is from shropshire and I, i've always mm-hmm. regret not getting him on the shoes of biscuit so I'm, I'm i'm i regret he's not here no more because i would have loved to have heard his story um but we'll hear more about that in a second. Uh, also, join us is my second favourite Baldy. Um, you, it was, it was, yeah. It's Gareth Thomas from Rocking Horse. How are you, Gareth? I'm all right. I'm a bit knackered. Um, got a, you know, just um, on top of the, you know, this show is always going to be a really, really important one, which you always find the time for. But uh, it comes along at the same time as we're right in the middle of post production for uh, for Izzy versus Jess and that. So there's a lot going on. Not much sleep going on at the minute, as you can probably tell. But um, I hear. I'm here. Uh, that's why he's got the lights past. dimmed, so you can't see yeah, the... Yeah, can't see the wrinkles, yeah. <laughs> I've aged a lot in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> For the folks at home that aren't realising, and lots of people will be watching because we're kind of all attached, but if you're watching for the first time, first of all, hello, uh, but you will also won't be aware that um, Gareth is, is trying to build a feature film in less than a month. So everything was filmed, it's been edited, and will be released very, very shortly. How? I mean, you just said that it's been quite difficult, but 
can you go into that a bit more? Like, has yeah, it really yeah. hurt um, you? Well, it hasn't hurt in terms of it's it's been a good a good sort of hurt. Um, in terms of we always knew it would be difficult to do. We basically filmed the feature film in four days, um, <laughs> and and then obviously we had um, what was that two weeks ago? So we had about then a month between that and when it's in a cinema. That's also got to get BBFC rated before it's in a cinema. That's that's still. Um, that that happens this coming week. So there's that as well. Um, we're hoping to get a particular song, possibly on in the credits, which we can't talk about yet unless we. I keep get telling you, I'm not singing. I'm sorry. He keeps begging me. He's like, Alex, will you sing us a ditty? And I'm like, no. I'm not <laughs> but we got a we had a successful crowdfunder. We raised um, six hundred pound in um, twenty four hours, which is incredible. Show the support as Eva suggests has got. So it's all been really, really positive. But there's no getting away from it, even when it's really positive. There's a lot of work to, to turn a feature film around in, in in the best part of eight weeks, from conception right the way through to filming it, editing it, showing it at the Wellington Orbit, which is now sold out. We found that yesterday morning. We've sold out our the, the, our debut feature film premiere is sold out. So, well you know, uh, well, thank you to you guys. And obviously, Simon's Simon's in it. That certainly helps to you know to push some tickets and now all the stuff you do for it. You'll be um, doing our Q and A on the night. So we're looking forward to seeing you there as well. Yes, so it's a team there. effort. It's a team effort for everybody. But um, yeah, um, Orla and Christy as as our two main characters. Uh, Fifteen hours day. I think the last day was one of us six months pregnant. It was. It was a. Yeah, we had a lot to do, um, and everyone everyone pulled their weight and did their bit. And I'm really proud of everybody. So well done. Nearly there now. I was there for one day of of you guys filming. Just just the one day, and it was it, it was intense. It was intense. There was one point there was like three hours to to record like thirty six shots or something, and we were yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. It, was, it was insane. Uh, well, well done to everybody that's involved with that, and well done to you, Gareth. Obviously, for doing this because. I know it's like a, a burning desire to make something that you've, that you've been waiting four years to make, but also you linked it with comic relief. Um, so yes. you're going to do a lot for the autistic community and you're going to do a lot for charity as well on top of that. Yeah. So everybody that's involved with that, I firmly salute you guys. Well done. Um, we've got a couple of comments coming in. Um, Dan uh, Robertson Lewis, he says, um, RIP Jack, John and Anna. Uh, Jane Pickworth is a good friend of ours at The Biscuit. She says, yo! Hi, hi Jane. How's it going? Uh, she says, incredible work to you. Um, and Dan says, uh, apparently you've been keeping yourself going with Diet Coke and chippy tea every night. <laughs> uh, uh, it's not It's not, It's not. not Diet. I'm sorry, but it's actually full fat. Got to be full fat Coke. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> something in common, something in common with Anna Karen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I didn't think Got, of that. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Luke Allen is in the chat as well. Do you remember Luke Allen? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. he says hi, everybody. Sending best wishes for this show. It was an honour to get to work with Anna last year, which we'll get into, of course. And and many things uh, she said to us over those few hours we spent with her have been uh, become recurring in jokes within the company. Uh, and yep. finally, we have Orla, Izzy herself. She's in the chat. She says, was such a good experience working on Izzy versus Jess. There's lots more to come. Oh, right. Yeah. See you, right. I said uh, I said I was going before we uh, we started recording. I said I'm going to Tarantino this thing, so we're going to break it up into three separate parts and give um, each person we come here to speak about their own personal part of the show. And of course, you get in the comments as well. Uh, offer offer your 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 tributes in the comments or any comments. Um, so first of all, let's talk about um, a, a very well known actor in John Chalice, um, who of course played Boise in, in Only Fools and Horses, um, Gareth. Um, first of all, how did you get to meet John? Um, well, it's weird. I actually um, got to know him long before I met him um, because when Rocky Horse was first starting out, 
weren't even called Rocky Nose back then. We wanted to make a film about autism um, uh, and anti-bullying. And just on the off chance, I thought, I'll send him a message on Twitter, thinking he probably gets loads of requests and he won't look at it. Turns out he did. Uh, and he was almost came to this event we were, we were holding, this auction night, to raise money for the film. Christy, who just this last couple of weeks finally got to be in a feature film about autism as Jess Andrews, um, we announced her that day. That was seven years ago. Showed how long this is, how long this process has been. But uh, John Chalice believed in um, Rocky was making a feature film about autism long before anyone else did. Um, and the bittersweet part of Izzy versus Jess is that what would he think if he was here now, you know, because he, he believed in it long before anyone else did. Um, so that's how I first came across John. It wasn't until uh, a, a local comic convention in, in Oswald Street a few years later, uh, I managed to get him to come to that. Um, the, the organiser asked me to sort of be a middleman and so, so basically do what Matt does for an actual job. But I was just dropping an email and seeing what happened. And um, and he came along and he was great then. And I got to interview him then and uh, also went to one of his um, – uh, he's like one man shows he did um went to that a couple of years ago as well which was absolutely hilarious i have to say so uh yeah that's how that's that's my experience of john a very giving man didn't have to be and also a lot taller than he looks when i met him i was like up here somewhere so i was not expecting <laughs> that but yeah oh I'm, I'm gutted i never got to meet him i really am i mean there were there were opportunities there i think there was um there was a festival the biscuit was invited to but we couldn't come to and he was there um and I believe he was at something. Was he at the Battle of Shrewsbury? I can't believe. I think he was at something, and I was there as well. And we were the opposite sides, and we kind of just danced around each other. So we were very, very unlucky. Um, Matt, you worked with 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 John as well. Um, how long were you working with him? Um, well, he was one of my very first clients, to be honest. And I started doing this job when I was sixteen. I'm now twenty four, so probably about, I worked with him for about seven seven years or so. Yeah. Uh, he did quite a lot of events um, through for me um, all over the country. Uh, he was a pleasure to work with and look after, and his his lovely wife Carol. She was so funny as well, and you know it was it was great to be around them both. And I, I knew them for, yeah for about six, about six years, seven years. Did he ever lean into you and give you like world world's world words of wisdom? I've got something to tell you, young man. This is what you need to do. Did you share any experience for that with you? Mm, yeah, a little bit. He encouraged me to continue doing what I was doing because I went through a stage where I thought I wanted to do something different or I wasn't sure if I wanted to do this anymore. Um, but uh, he encouraged me to carry on, keep doing it, um, and encouraged me to get more clients and just um, do, as, do as much as you can. And if nothing comes back, uh, then... That's my choice, but he, then he he gave me the motivation to carry on. He was one of the people that gave me the motivation. Can I just say to everybody who's a creator out there, an artist, an actor, um, if you've got your own business uh, or, or podcast like me, and you do have those wobbles now and again, don't you, Matt? You you, you kind of like, oh my god, what, why did I even start this? Yeah, yeah. I, I had yeah. I had one of them a few weeks ago, and, and like it's not one of those. Oh, are you okay, hun? kind of conversations i don't want one of them i i need uh, someone to slap me on the face or throw water on me yeah be like, that's what it it'll is. be all right you know yeah those conversations are, are worth everything to yeah. a creator yeah they are especially when it comes from somebody like john chalice as well mm -hmm. you know it's because it's somebody like him who he tells me i'm doing a good job i'm doing a good job then that means a lot so that's that's what gave me the motivation to do it because it was one of my clients telling me to do it um that's what helped but nice, yeah, nice. you get them wobbles occasionally, but you know, I just slap myself in the face, really. I don't need anybody else to do it. 
I and, thought I was uh, a monster for feeling that. I was like, I'm such an ungrateful person because I feel super lucky to have what I have. Yeah. I do. Um, but for me to be like, ah, you, you. well, I'm, I'm, I'm very lucky with it because, of course, I made it into business and I've made friends now with some of my clients and I travel the world doing the conventions. So, nice. you know, it's a bonus in that sense, in that sense as well. A bucket list thing, traveling the world, going to lots of different places. It's, um, yeah, it's good. I'm glad I carried on with it, really. I am too. Uh, Simon, did you ever meet John? Uh, yes, uh, of course. I met him at conventions. Uh, and <laughs> the the first convention I met him at, it was um, uh, a two-day event. So on the Saturday evening, uh, we, uh, we had dinner together. Uh, and that's when I first then met Carol, his wife. And together they were hysterical. They were a sketch in their own. You know, really, there should have been a camera following them around all the time. Uh, but, but the one thing I remember on that occasion, uh, uh, what I ordered, they didn't have, or they claimed that they didn't have. I wanted a side order of string beans, right? That's a, because <laughs> all, I wanted the salmon, and on the, above the salmon there was a chicken served with string beans. So I thought, oh, I can have that as a cider and they said oh no you can't have the string beans with with the salmon you what now you could only have, you could only have it with the chicken <laughs> so 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 john so, so john said um well because uh, he did it in his sort of boisey voice he said oh well could could he have uh could he have the chicken with uh, string beans, a songs of the chicken, but with a side <laughs> order of salmon. <laughs> and, and, and from that, because it was hysterical. I mean, the poor girl, she was only doing her job. But um, but that was, that was, and he just came out with it straight away. There was, it was, he seemed to be able to come up with a quirky comment mm. without any thought. It was brilliant. It's nice to to meet these. Um, you, know, you, you you hear the word X Factor, and it's like, oh, yeah. but it's a genuine thing, isn't it? When somebody's got that raw talent, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, Danny John Jules, for example, I, I was at the point where I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get the cat on the podcast, and it was like when things were at a lull for him. Now he is everywhere. He did his one man show. He went around the UK, and he's dancing with on the stars, and he's doing all these kind of. He's everywhere now, and it's because he's just got raw talent, and he can do the cat thing, and he can do the dancing, and 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 John, people like John Chalice, and people that were they were they weren't where they were for a reason because they were super super talented. So to, to have that in, in the heart of Shropshire was was just amazing. Um, where, as far as like comic cons and, and and conventions go, Matt, um, have you got any that that spring to mind that you went to to Boise that that the first thing you think of, uh, whether first it be a memorable moment. Of with John was in Driffield, um, Driffield Showground, um, District 14 events. I remember that. That was, um, that was a good con. Uh, he was there with his wife, Carol, and we went out for dinner the night before. We just had, you know, it, I've not got any really funny stories with John, but it was always a pleasant, a pleasant experience being with him. We had dinner with him all the time. He'd make sure that, you know, he'd be there earlier in the evening for dinner. Um, and you know, it was, it was always easy to look after and things, but, I can't think of anything, any funny stories off the top of my head. No, that's fine. That's but, fine. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, it was... Uh, I, I remember they never used a sat-nav. 
No, that was the funny thing. Yeah, because yeah. we we had a hotel. They used A to Z. I'm <laughs> not sure what what events we were at, but it was it was somewhere in England, and uh, there was a hotel, but it was in the middle of nowhere. There was literally it was behind another building, but it was not that it was there was no directions for it, and of course, um, uh, he they don't use a sat nav; they just used a map. And uh, it, it took them an extra hour and a half on the journey around the city centre to try and find this hotel. But that's, yeah, because he refused to use the sat-nav because he was, uh, um, I don't know what's the word, um, he, he wasn't, um, he didn't like technology. Yeah. Yeah. Old-fashioned, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he wanted things to be how it was in his day. Hmm. Uh, but, uh, but above all, and like, like with most of the uh, other celebrities that we meet, most, you know, I would say, ninety-five percent are very genuine human beings mm, and yeah. very, very kind. Yes, yeah. very and, nice jo- and John definitely was very kind, but was always up for a laugh. Uh, and as I say, <laughs> you always knew they'd arrived because you could hear Carol sort of ha- chastising him. <laughs> I, I remember um, but but, uh, but it was just it was just very very uh yes and that's all i can say really i remember when um the comic convention that i worked with matt it, here in in osmond street and it was a busy day it must have been three four o'clock and i think someone who was looking after him that day said oh no he's too you know he's too tired he doesn't have time for that and he insisted no i, I want to go and do the interview with rocky and Austin stuff and you know he didn't have to do that and he and he still took the time because he said he would earlier on but we all say things earlier on don't we and then later on you think oh do i have to do that but he insisted on still going ahead with it and he came upstairs and he spoke to me as if it was the first interview he'd done all day and he you know he, he he couldn't give enough time for us so um yeah it was a yeah he was a pro um absolute pro um We've got a video here. What is this, Gareth, uh, Gareth, that you sent me this video? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, um, this was um, when I asked John Chalice if he would put together some kind of little video clip for our social medias and stuff. We actually played this live at the event to raise money for the film, which was eight years ago, which we're finally going to see come to life next week, which is bizarre. But um, And I just asked him to, like, can you just say, oh, please support this event? I didn't expect him to do it as Boise or anything. I just thought... Just, just literally. Hi, I'm John. Please support this Shropshire film or whatever. And this is what he gave us. Good afternoon, Oswestry. Boise here. Now, I'm sorry I can't be with you in the vaults, but I want you to give your support to the Rocking Horse Studios and their very exciting film project, Run For Your Life. Now, nobody likes a bully, and this local enterprise will help raise awareness of the problem of bullying and the effect it has on people of all ages. Now, all films need funding, so please, give what you can. And I trust that Kia and Pete, Gareth, and the rest of the team are looking after you. So enjoy the rest of the show, and thank you. Keep up the good work. Cheers. Oh, that was lovely. That was really, really great. But like, yeah, completely in character. There's no script to that at all. He, he took the time to think of that, and yeah, I was very touched by that. And we stayed in touch ever since. You make a I mean, John, John did a video for my dad because um, during COVID, when because my, my dad used to come to, the con- come to conventions with me sometimes, and he hadn't seen anybody for a while at these events, and uh, a few of my clients to do a video for my dad, and John was one of the first people to um, do a video as Boise and sent it to my dad, which you know through COVID helped my dad as well. But he used to do nice things like that for. The people yeah 
Lovely guy, lovely guy. Well, I've got I've got coffee by me. I don't know if you guys have got anything uh, in a in a cup or a glass or anything near you, but I think we just say cheers to John. I mean, uh, cheers. I've got nothing in my hand, but cheers. Oh, yeah. cheers. <laughs> cheers. cheers. If you guys are around, <laughs> sitting around with your phone in your hand or what, wherever you're watching this, cheers to, to John. Uh, what a great guy. I'm, I'm again. I'm very very sad that I never got to work with him. Oh. But um, but it was it was great. Like I said. Only Fools and Horses was always on in the background. It had that massive appeal to everybody. So, um, absolute legend. Now, the next person we're talking about, there's a Tarantino in this thing. Anna Karen from On the Buses. Um, this is, uh, we got a picture? We got a picture of me. Of, uh, here she is with you, Simon. Wow. <laughs> yes, that was, uh, that was in September last year. Is that the last time you saw her, Simon? Uh, the last time I, I saw her in person, yeah. I spoke to her on the phone only two weeks before she died. Right. Uh, and um, uh, 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 because um, uh, at Christmas, not only did I send her a Christmas card, but I sent her a copy of uh, Let Zygons Be Zygons, my latest book. But it never arrived. And she contacted me, says never arrived. <laughs> and uh, and then what it turned out was so, a postman had put a card through the door to say, you know, rearrange a delivery. But of course, at this time, Anna was bed bound, and none of her carers noticed it. Uh, <clears throat> so I then, a couple of days later, happened Sorry. to get I happened to get the parcel posted back to me, saying not collected. Uh, so I sent it to her again, but by her neighbour. So, uh, but uh, yes, it's very sobering because I've I've known Anna for thirty years. I first I first met her in <coughs> doing a job in Amsterdam. She then joined my murder mystery dinner theatre company, and she and her husband Terry were a wonderful turn, and we kept in touch all the time. And then, of course, uh, thanks to Matt. We managed to get her a, a few conventions. And then the, the difficulty I was talking to about earlier, the difficulty about telling stories about Anna is we have to have a bleep machine. But there's lots of things. But, um, but again, she was another very kind lady, but she would, you know, she wouldn't suffer falls like this. Uh, 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 I think uh, I think one story I could tell where okay. we don't where we don't need the bleep is um, <laughs> again one one morning we were having breakfast and round the table uh, there there was Matt there was Anna but then there were three large gentlemen I was one then there was another actor called Steve Wickham and and of course Ian McNeese <laughs> they were all around the breakfast table and. Some lady came along doing some research about what people eat for breakfast, and she was being, and she was looking rather dismissively at the three round people at the table. <laughs> and so, and uh, uh, she's, uh, and I, to be honest, I rarely have breakfast at home. So when I go out and we stay at a hotel, uh, I tend to have a more of a continental breakfast. I, I used to go for grapefruit. And yogurt, but uh, now due to some medications, I can't have the grapefruit. Anyway, I was asked, "What you have? I said, grapefruit." Oh, are you on a diet? Which was a bit <laughs> offensive. 
Uh, then she asked Steve Wickham and he said what he was having a bit of toast or whatever. She then asked Ian McNeese. And he said, oh, yes, I'm going to have some yogurt and fruit. He said, I will then follow that with the full English breakfast and then some toast and jam. He then leant back and said, and then, of course, there's the leg of lamb. <laughs> right? Right? And, and, of course, the girl was very dismissive. She turned to Anna uh, and hoping to get a more sensible answer. So what are you having for breakfast? She said, a can of coke and a fag. <laughs> and, then, and, then, uh, and then she said, what we're trying to say, dear, is that you can off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes, I remember that. I forgot all about that. I forgot all about that. But as we were saying with John Chalice, and we're now saying with mm. Anna Cara, when we were with them, laughs all day long. Oh, yeah, yeah. There were some serious times. I mean, Anna uh, fell over, her, her scooter fell over, and she actually, it turned out, she actually broke her hip. She broke some ribs. Uh, was it her shoulder as a well? Shoulder, um, a shoulder bone, yeah. Yes. Uh, but she insisted of getting up and going back to her table, and she stayed to the end of the day to complete the convention. Absolutely true. And, and she and she uh uh and she was clearly in agony. But uh but there we go. But uh, but she even in her eighties, Anna was always touting for work yeah. and work came first and if she agreed to an engagement she would do it regardless. Yep. Well regardless of how she was or yeah where yeah. she was. But we had some we didn't we Matt we had some wonderful oh, yeah. journeys. So funny. And, 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 and <laughs> I mean yeah she could so her language could peel wallpaper at five hundred. I love people yards. that come on a warpath though. I there's something really great about people that are just completely unfiltered. Yeah, um, yeah but the funny thing was I do it all the time, but you know, <laughs> I didn't care what anybody thought of her. She just I love that. She just, yeah. she just said exactly what she wanted when she thought it. I didn't care what everybody else thought, thought. And that was the funny, that was what I loved about it the most. Yes. I, uh, I mean, another story I, I could tell, which which I will change the word for, right? <laughs> is um, because we would drive to Anna to pick her up. And on this occasion, we had Ian with us as well in the back. Oh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. She got into, yeah. Anyway, we got into the car, and then suddenly she had a coughing fit and a really big coughing, a real smoker's coughing fit. And then suddenly there was silence. <laughs> right? There was silence. She stopped. And then just beautifully timed, Ian said, Is she still with us? <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and, and she said, Naff off. <laughs> very fun. Very so we had wonderful times. She was highly professional. Um and Matt did a very good um helped her with a bucket list. Can you remember the bucket list thing you helped her with? Yes, uh, we did a convention actually in uh Morecambe. Yes. Uh and uh we got there I think we had a day a day in between two conventions. So the Sunday we went to Blackpool. Uh, because one of her one of her bucket list was to see her name on the Comedy Walk of Fame. Oh. Um, so I took her to Blackpool, and I've got, actually got a picture on my phone, which I can share with you guys, which was um, a picture of her pointing down to her name on the Walk of Fame, just below or above Peter Kay. Yeah. 
And uh, that's what made a day, really, because one of the things she's always wanted to do, but never thought she'd be able to do it because of uh, um, mobility issues. Um, so I, t- I took her to do that. But a funny story I have got uh, of Anna is one of the more one of the last times I picked her up from the house on the way to a convention was uh, we got there on time. But um, of course, when we picked Anna up, we we're always there for about forty minutes waiting for her to get ready and stuff. But I knocked on the door on this one occasion, um, and she went, "Who is it?" And I went, "This match." She went, "Hang on, I'm in my knickers." Yes. And then walked off, and I stood out there for ages, waiting for her to get to finish getting dressed before I could um, put her in the car. But it's just the way she said things. It was uh, it was funny, but yeah. Uh, yeah. And of course, because uh, uh, along with John Chalice, they had some beautiful uh, green room banter and telling us their history. Because because of their age, they go way way back. Uh, uh, and I'm of an age that, although I never met. The people they're talking about, I do know who they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, I remember when um, they were because last time, because we're rocking on as a company, are very, very blessed. We never knew this at the time, did we, Simon? But no. we actually recorded Anna's last appearance on camera, which we didn't know that at the time, of course. That yeah. happened to be on my birthday of all days. So, I got to share some rocking horse cake with Anna Karen, and I'm a massive EastEnders fan. I know you introduced her, Alice, on the buses, but mm-hmm. for me, it's Desire and Sal. And, um, and so we're there filming. I was pretty ill this day, um, as she is, as it was. And, and obviously, um, Al and Simon, I know in particular, will be aware of most of our view, uh, viewers will know who Luke Allen is. Um, and uh, I'm there setting up the camera and all the rest of it. And then Anna just leans over to Luke and goes, is that your dad? To me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I know I'm like 33 today, Anna, but there's no need to, There's no need for that. He's like, yeah. he's like. 16 or 17 we all, or whatever know, Gareth, we all get that when we walk around with Luke, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, we do. We do, yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, but uh, she was always kind. She was teaching people right up to the point where she then became more bed-bound. So that it was only at that point that she had to stop. But so it was only really her last year or so, but so well into her 80s, she was still teaching. Oh, bless her. Uh, and bless her. Uh, yes, and to be honest, after seeing him in September, Gareth, I sort of said to myself, Oh, we probably haven't got long for her mm. now, but yeah. I didn't. And it's the so I'm sad of her passing. The con to you know, the consequences, or oh, what's the words, the um. The circumstances. Circumstance, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, made it even worse. And, of course, uh, yeah, Anna, course yeah. Anna, ha- Anna had um, a Yorkshire Terrier. So then we were thinking, oh, my God, did Daisy survive? Well, fortunately, we can now say Daisy did survive. Oh, yeah. fantastic. She and she's with, she's now, uh, Daisy's now with her regular dog walkers. Yes. Oh, brilliant. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and, I love uh, Yorkshire uh, Terriers one anyway. Thing but... should, one thing we should uh, uh, just say, that there were lots of stories of neighbours saying, they could hear Anna crying out for help. The answer to that is incorrect. Uh, she was asleep. She took heavy, because she had lots of pain relief and she took heavy sleeping tablets. So she was asleep. Oh, good. Um, for the for the, the the people watching right now that aren't aware of uh, of of how she died, there was a, there was a fire, unfortunately. Yes. Um, so she, yeah. it's good. a bit of a consolation to know that she went peacefully. Yeah, well, yeah, she took, she, she took yeah. some sleeping tablets about 30 minutes beforehand, so she'd, um, but, um, there well, was, rumors, that, there was well, rumors out there that it happened for 
cigarette burnt the bed or something, but it turned, but there was questions in the end of uh, electricals. So, right, okay. But what I will say for it, though, is like, like I only met her when went with Simon um, last year, and obviously, you know, um, me and um, you know, and uh, Tony Simon's husband who was there, and Luke, we were like helping her out of bed and put her on a chair ready for this interview. But once she was in that chair and the cameras are on, she was as sharp as a tack. There was yeah. she she was not some sort of um sort of fragile little old lady once once the cameras are on. She knew exactly what she was doing at all times. Oh yeah, so, no, mentally she was still there. And even as I say, I spoke to her about two weeks, maybe ten days uh, before she died. And down the phone, her voice, you know, was still very, very strong. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think one of my biggest regrets was um, when when I left that that day with with, with you guys, uh, I said to her, I promised her that I'm going to put you back on a cinema screen. Um, And, of course, when we went to the Reduced to Clear premiere, we had a big one on the inside trailer, and probably the biggest part of that trailer was the Anna Karen part. She's the only one who gets any real audio apart from Simon's voiceover. And it's always been in the back of my mind that we did put Anna Karen back on a cinema screen, but I don't know if she ever actually knew. So that's always a bit, a little bit of regret that we never actually let, made her aware of that. So, uh, but we did. I did, Anna, I did send. Uh, I sent her a copy on a CD. Oh, okay, well, that's good. Uh, along with my book at Christmas. Now, whether she got it or whether she got to play it or not, I don't know. Yeah, well, we tried. Yeah, that's good. Well, it's good to know. We have a video here, don't we, of an interview you guys had with Anna? <laughs> yeah. Can I play this? <laughs> yes, please. This? Here we go. This is Anna uh, being interviewed by by Gareth. We, we were paid in advance and not needed for a while. So we went to the Anne Frank Museum, which was fascinating. And then on the way home, I asked Simon what else he did. And he said, Murder Mysteries. And I went, Why haven't you asked me to do one? And he said, I don't think I can afford you. I said, You haven't tried. And then so we started doing Murder Mysteries together, which was great fun. Fantastic, great answer, love that. Brilliant. Really good, really oh. good. Okay, um, fabulous. Um, okay, next question then. Um, Simon's, as you know, making a documentary about disability awareness. Yeah. How important do you think it is that, that not only is there been a programme made about that, but it's being made by someone who's got a disability themselves? I think it's utterly and completely important. And I think more notice should be taken by everyone. Because it could happen to anyone, you know. Anybody you like. Absolutely spot on. Brilliant. Go flying through these. I'm trying to think of what else um, we need to... About... Because Anna knew me before. Oh, the before and afterwards, yeah. So you've known Simon for a long time. Yes. Um, can you ex- um, sort of explain to us... You knew him before his accident... Um, how do you remember Simon as he used to be, as opposed to how he is now? Is there any difference? Well, yes, this is the same. Oh, I just cut out there. I don't know what oh, that happened. Right on the punchline as well. I don't know what that happened. <laughs> basically, so our um, viewers know what he said. Simon, do you want to say what, what she said? Do you remember? Uh, yes, I mean, you asked what was the difference, and she said, well, he's disabled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She literally oh. said, because I said, um, you knew Simon before he was disabled, so I've seen any difference in him. And she just, dry as you like, just comes out with, well, he's disabled now. He wasn't then. Just like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was very funny. So yes, dry. The, the that was quite Anne emotional, Frank, actually, yeah. hearing her voice again, to be honest. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, what uh, we'll the, do... the Anne Frank uh, Museum that uh, uh, she mentioned. Uh, I first, funny enough, I first met Anna Karen in a queue going for a casting, and it just so happens that a good friend of mine, Clive Ward, was. I met him there too, and behind, so there was Clive in front of me, then there was me, and then behind me, there was his ochre. She insisted and calling her colour, her uh, ochre-haired lady. And I'm saying, oh, my God, that's a, that's Anna Karen. So I sort of said hello, and we sort of chatted. So that was great. Anyway, we went for the casting, we, and, we, uh, and then we left. And then it turned out that Clive, uh, Anna Karen, and myself, we got the job. Uh, and then on the plane over to Amsterdam, we uh, there was Clive and I together, and then in front of me there was Anna. And then there were two other people doing the same job but they were they separately so we became a, a, a natural us three and those two when we got to the studios they said well we'll deal with these two first <laughs> you go off and do some sightseeing and so they gave us a little bit of money and put us in a cab and so that's how i got to see a more serious side of anna she wanted to go to the anne frank museum she was the one who encouraged us to go and i'm very pleased she did Yes, fantastic. Um, and <laughs> you know, when she found out I did the murder mysteries, and I said that uh, that um, I didn't think I could afford her, and it's just the way she said, "Well, you know what it's like. One day I earn a grand, the next day I earn nothing." <laughs> <laughs> and from that sentence, uh, I fell in love with her, and then of course I met her husband Terry, uh, who's a stand-up comic, an actor. And previously, he was a stuntman. So, and he was very funny. And uh, and also, on, on he was part of the old musical routines as well. And he did a brilliant drunk, oh. which, uh, which I got a few clients complaining about when he did it on the Murder Mysteries. <laughs> and I, it, it, and I'm, I'm sure they weren't convinced, but it's very true. I've heard a lot very. about these murder mystery things. I have to get. I'm not at the prison anymore, so I might be able to. Yeah, uh, I, I don't do them anymore. But we, I did them for about 20 years. Absolute, absolute, huge hmm. fun. I like it's immersive just, acting. Uh, it's a murder mystery story uh, that takes place whilst people are having dinner. Oh, uh, so, uh, Matt, you know. You know, you said about obviously hearing Anna's voice was a bit emotional and stuff. Do you, now yeah. might be a good time to mention what you what you approached me and Rocking Horse about, um, which we're going to be doing now. Yeah, well, I approached Gareth um, a couple of days after Anna died, and um, we've we're going to do a Anna Karen document Anna Karen documentary about her life, which um, yeah. we're going to get different uh, for some clients and friends who knew her to say a few words and take part. That, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So, um, how how long does something like that take to make? Is it something you can just put together, or is there, is there lots of like information to gather first? There's a lot to gather, and I was saying it. We, me and Matt talked about it. I think it was yesterday. Um, I mean, it's about you know how long it will take, and I think like because we got a John Chalice one on on the on the go as well, which we've been going for some time. Um, and it's one of those things you have. There's so many people whose whose lives she touched that you kind of have to go when people are available. And that might mean yeah. it takes a year to do because you've got to find them. Uh, we're going down to see um, Ian McNeese in Cornwall um, in the next couple of months to get some stuff done with him. Obviously, there's Simon. And that's just a fraction of the maps of people that would want to contribute to this. Um, Matt's come on board as a producer because he's the guy with it. When, when Matt asked us, I was like, it's a huge honour, but we're going to need your address book, mate. 
because you know everyone who who needs to be on it. Because you file the facts, yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's a huge honour to get us. So I'm very grateful that Matt did did come to us. You know, it's a huge honour. Good, good. Uh, um, We're going to her funeral, which is on Friday. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Hopefully that's an opportunity to at least um, meet some other people. Yeah, yeah, maybe mention the documentary to them and see what they yeah yeah. Part. yeah. Good idea. Well, Let me know how that goes. Yeah, you'll have the biscuit support with that. It goes without saying, of course. Um, Thank you, Al. Thank and you, what yeah. we'll do is again with whatever you've got next to you with fluid. Uh, <laughs> uh, t- no, this, t- is, this is fitting. She loved her coke. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so cheers to, to Anna. Cheers, cheers, Anna. Yeah. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right. Uh, our final tribute um, today is, is is about um, one of Gareth's friends, Jack. And I think I'll let Gareth, you take the lead on this one, please, sir. Okay. Um, yeah, so this is probably, from my point of view, the hardest bit of this show. Um, as, as awful as losing Anna and John is, they were much older, um, you know, um, and it, this is never a good time to go or, or, or a good way to go. But um you, you certainly don't don't want it to be to a 23 year old in their in their sleep. Um, so I think the best way to start is I've got uh, something here that Jack's mum Joy has put together, um, which I'll read out now. Um, and she said, "We would like to say thank you to Gareth for dedicating the upcoming film of Izzy vs Jess to our precious son Jack, who passed away peacefully in his sleep from sudden and unexpected death in epilepsy." Jack had done his work experience with Gareth at Rocking Horse Studios for two years running. I think during the second year, there was some doubt about whether the feature film would actually materialise. But after spending that second week with Jack, listening to his enthusiasm, passion, and his ideas about just putting out little tasters and removing most of the obstacles, I think it relit the flame that Gareth and the team had almost lost. And I can say for a fact that that's true. Um, That's the thing with Jack. He had an amazing ability of making every person he met feel like they could do anything and they could conquer the world. He believed nothing was impossible. And I think that this showed in the remarkable life he led. He would be so proud to be part of the film. To us as parents, he was so much more than a son. Uh, He was the rhythm of our world and the beat we lived our lives to. He was the most amazing son anyone could ever ask for. He was our IT consultant, our photographer, our cameraman, our DJ, our entertainer, our comedian, our therapist, our family advisor, our travel agent, our Netflix advisor, and our selfie front guy. He was our total world. Uh, But most of all, he was the most amazing and loving son uh, anyone could ever wish for. We are so proud of and feel honoured to have been his parents. Jack, you'll be missed so much, more than words can say, but you will always be here with us in our hearts. We love you so much. Um, there aren't, you know, after that, there aren't words I can say to, um, you know, to possibly do him justice, but me and uh, Christy and a couple of other members of the Rocking Horse family did go to his funeral um, recently, um, and that was that was tough. That was difficult. Um, weirdly, I didn't know at the time he touched that many lives. There are people at that funeral that are family friends of mine who I've not really spoken to in a, in a, in a long time, and and he he touched their lives somehow in a completely different way away from Rocky Norse. And um, yeah, he was on the spectrum just like myself. Um, and as Joy refers to there, he uh, when I was being a bit of an idiot because um, I know it's hard to believe now. I like to think. But um, there was a time when I wasn't making feature films and I wasn't doing documentaries with Doctor Who actors or um, and no one would trust me as far as I could throw me to get anything done because I was always too busy drinking and just, just committing not just career suicide but personal suicide and um, in terms of like just social life and just being an, an all-round not nice guy. Um, but Jack, almost to a point it was quite annoying at the time, if I can say that, 
which would not give up. I remember one one Christmas party we had here for Rocky Loss, and I just wanted to get smashed, to be perfectly honest. And uh, and he was there. So, so when when are you going to bring Jess back? And when are you going to do the film? And and he just in his big Christmas jumper, this big smile. He just wouldn't take no for it. And I was like, mate, it's finished. It's all over. Just just let me have a drink. And he just never gave up. He just would not take no for an answer. Um, and when we shot the film recently, which obviously Simon was part of. Uh, there's a there's a certain scene when lots of the people from the past of Rocky Nos all feature, and we we knew that Jack would have been here um, if he was around, and um, and that's why we're making this film in 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 um, in memory to him because he would be there uh, and he will be there. Um, you know, his, his family are coming to the premiere, um, and it's a sellout, and uh, rightly so for for the effort he put in. It it doesn't seem fair that I'm still here after all the crap I've put my body through over the last few years. Yeah, I might have sorted it out now, but someone who's dead healthy and, and is a totally nice guy, it wouldn't wrong anyone. Um, he's a far better, better man than I'll ever be, and uh, and he's not here anymore. That doesn't seem right. But all we can do is try and be better people in honour of someone like Jack. So uh, And his family, I think, in particular, deserve so much praise. The strength they've shown, I mean, there are a lot of popping up in the comments now, I can't imagine. I've got a son myself. I can't imagine having. I know you know Al. You have as well. I can't imagine having to experience a loss like that at any age, especially that young. And that's what I was going to say about this. Was um, obviously I never met Jack, but like the empathy, um, you know, it it hits me right in the head. We've lost friends. I've lost loved ones. Um, and luckily my, my kids are absolutely fine but like you said to put yourself in that position is absolutely heartbreaking so um, uh, again um, I'm going to raise my, my, my drink I know it's coffee I'm, 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 I'm sorry um, and Coke for me <laughs> yeah I'll get through to, it to you Jack uh, and, and thanks for, for kicking Gareth in the butt repeatedly Cheers. yes someone needed to and he did a very good job of it did a very good job of it um, yeah no he's uh He's left a big hole in all of our lives, like, like all three of these um, legends have. And I and I think, to be honest, that the fact that Jack Morris, a work experience lad, two years in a row, who, let's face it, the, the rest of the world doesn't necessarily know an awful lot about, but he's being talked about alongside two national treasures, and he doesn't seem out of place. Mm, nice. It feels right, you know? And I think that's that's that's, 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 that's a lot about the guy. Um, we've got loads and loads of comments coming through. You've seen them um, just popping up on the screen. There's so many, I can't read them all out. But Ola's um, got a, a long one here, I'll read out. She says, I send all my love to Jack's family. I wish I could have met him. From all the stories I've heard from the Rocking Horse crew, I know we would have got on like a house, on, uh, like wildfire on set. Uh, such an honour to have helped con- concrete his memory into the world through Izzy versus Jess. Here's to you, Jack. Uh, and to everybody that's commented, thank you so much for sharing those comments. Yes, Please keep them coming you. through because uh, off right up until the end of the show, this will go out on Facebook. It'll stay there. It's not going anywhere. So um, thank you. Uh, and do you know what, Gareth? I want to say thank you to you too. You gave... Um... Okay, so right. The way I want to put this is you gave Jack a chance with work experience. I've had kids coming to me and asking if they can come to the Shoes with Biscuit on work experience. It scares the living day out of me. So much red tape. I'm kind of like, ah, maybe if you're eight, when you're 18, maybe, you know, uh, but like yeah. you gave Jack a chance with work experience. You also gave Luke Allen a chance. You, you planned to him when he was, before he was 18, you know, you're giving young people an opportunity to go out there and do these amazing things. Um, yeah. So for that, well done, Gareth. Well, done. and keep doing that. Keep offering opportunities to young young actors, young producers, uh, young filmmakers, because to be honest, the world it's, it's, needs you. <laughs> Thank you. That's very very kind of you. 
but uh, very sweet. But it's um, most of the Rocky Horse family, are, are, you know, we're, we're now lucky we get to work with people of experience like the likes of Simon, the likes of Matt, John Chalice in his time. Um, but bringing young people through is 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 just as important, uh, and it's about getting that blend. Um, of, of the two together. Um, Jack was one of many work experience students who came in on work experience and never really left. Like once they were in, it was like, okay, I'm, I've got to be here for a week for my job, you know, from a college thing that I have to do, I get in trouble at college. But after that, they, they, they never really left. They, they, they were always coming back in to do other things. As a, he became part of an autism awareness documentary we did. Um, and um, yeah, and it was just, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, I remember, remember Jack saying to me once, because he went to a local college, which in fairness, it wasn't really up to much, I don't think. But um, but he said to me that the two years he came to us on work experience, uh, the first year we, we took them into a local uh, community venue and they had to do a promotional video as it um, for the business because we got the job as um, they were our client. And whenever work experience would would coincide with either a short film we were making or um, a project we were doing for a client, I'd try and involve them in that. For what better way to get some experience than doing that? Um, and they say that they learn more from the week of, that one week in Rocking Horse than they do a year in a classroom. You know, yeah. they're just on Google, they're just YouTube and stuff. It's, you can do that anywhere. Uh, they learn so much more. We've spoken about that, haven't we? We've yeah. spoken about that with Luke Allen about how, you know, as because you know he's still doing the school thing whilst he's doing the rocking horse stuff. So I'm kind of like, yeah. uh, and of course his own thing. Uh, so I'm like, how does it com- compete? And he's kind of like, well, I kind of learn a little bit more here than I do there, but at the same time, I appreciate. Yeah. College. One thing I must apologise about Jack. Sorry, bless him. I, I did pull a little bit of a trick on him once uh, when I first met him. It's a bit of a risk, but luckily he took it in the right way. Um, him and his one of his best friends, Chad, who were on work experience with me at the same time. Uh, I took them into this community venue where we were going to do this, this job. The Rockinos was hired to do a promotional video for them. Obviously, I was never going to leave them to it. I, I was there for the whole process. But I basically went into Jack and Chad. I'd already organised it with the venue, and I said, you know, we knew what was going on. They were, part, they were all part of it. I said, I'm going to play a little trick on these work experience lads because you, you know what it's like. You need a bit of banter in the workplace. It's how you, it's how you learn. So I went in there and I said, right, guys, um, no offence, but I need you to make sure we get this job right because I th- – I need to pitch this 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 job to these clients, and if they don't take the job, I can't feed my son at the end of the week. I said, and I um, so can you can you and Chad go out there and just basically pitch doing a video for him because um, I just I think it will sound better coming from you than me. And obviously, it all been agreed; they're fine. No matter what happens, but to be fair, they went out there and they really sold it, and, and they they didn't know that it was all a joke. But um, but yeah, so but he was always good up for life as well. You know, he didn't take himself too seriously. Which, which is very important in this job. Absolutely. But yeah. also you've highlighted a theme for actors. I mean, what a lot of actors, even today, who come out of drama colleges, they've got no real experience of working in television. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, it is a bit of a shock when it first, first hits them. Because the first thing, particularly if you're doing something like a soap or something that's regular, there's very little time for rehearsal. Yeah. So you, you have to get into the habit of going and saying, uh, are you in my scene? Are we together, brother? And huddling in the corner and just at least running your words. You get a sort of rehearsal when there's a te- technical uh, uh, check going on. But otherwise, it's just bish, bash, bosh. And um, I'm used to that now. I'm prepared for it now. But when it first happened to me, I was totally lost. Yeah. But, yeah. and you know, the, it's, <laughs> deal with the unexpected. 
and also yeah. as well, it's it's given someone the the license to go and learn different things. Go and be terrible at something. Go and be good at something. Just go and do it. Just go and do yes. it. And that's I think that's yeah. where I think Rocking Horse comes in. It's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I worked sound for for a while. Uh, I realized I wasn't good at it. But Gareth gave me a chance to try being a DOP, and then I tried that. And you know, whatever it is, you you got to learn somewhere. You got to learn somewhere. I want to give a shout out. I know I brought the comments earlier with, with uh, while, while you were giving that great sort of eulogy there, Gareth. Um, but like, I want to give a shout out to some of the people that are in the comments. So that there's Kevin Val Billington says loved by so many people. Uh, Joy, which I, I, I guess is Jack's Jack's mom. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. Yep. She says, thank you, Gareth. And she also added a really nice comment down here as well. It says, uh, yes, well done, Gareth, especially treating young people with disabilities the same as everyone else. Again, I'm, I mirror that. Um, Kelly thought your story was really funny. I thought it too, uh, Gareth, about the trick. Um, Sally Darby as well. She's in the chat. She said, cheers, Jack. We miss you. Brilliant nephew. Um, uh, there's also Karen Harris-Vernon. She says, Jack was a great kid. His smile never went away. That's lovely. Um, and, and, and Kelly Leonard there says, amazing, Gareth. Uh, there's lots and lots of comments coming in. Uh, she said, but- that's Jack's sister, by the way. I, I, yeah, there was a comment up earlier that I brought up that yeah. said, this is a great, great brother. So, um, yeah. all of you guys, thank you for tuning in and, and giving those comments and keep them coming as well because we'll leave this as a as a nice thing. It will stay on Facebook and people s- still see the comments. So, even if you're watching this as a pre-record after we've gone off live, throw me your comments there. Um, it'd be great. Right, okay. To everybody uh, that we've mentioned on this show, cheers to all of you. Seriously, uh, I mean, um, whether you are. Cheers. Wherever, wherever you are, the young Jack, the, the new future, um, our, our film. Wherever you are, the, the the people we've learned from over the years. Um, it's it's been nice talking about you and sharing the great experiences with you guys. Um, what we'll do now is because we're coming, we're running short on time. Um, we'll go around and talk about things that we're working on. I know it seems a bit. But we need to we need to try and finish this on a positive. Uh, Simon, are you working on anything at the moment that you'd like to tell our folks about? Yeah, I'd like to tell you about a lot of stuff that's going on, but I can't. Uh, but uh, but of the things that I can, uh, uh, people have been very kind about my trilogy. Uh, my Dalek has a puncture. My Dalek has another puncture and let Zygons be Zygons. And I'm currently working on uh, Don't Take the Pith. <laughs> don't Take a, the Pith. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Which is, all, which is all, all about fruit. Nice. Nice. Differently. Uh, Matt, what are you? Are you have you got any conventions coming up that you want to tell people about? I've got a few. I'm going uh, on the Doctor Who Caribbean cruise in um, oh, a month's time. Nice. Yes. Can that be part of the documentary, Matt? I know uh, it's Anna Karen, really, but can we just make a reason for that to be part of it? That sounds well, like something that you need. You need- well, it's that, yeah, yeah. It's like, it sounds like I need a cameraman with me or something. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Yeah, I'm uh, like yeah. This I like this guy. Yeah. Um, so do that in a flight over a month's time. Uh, got and then I've got more American. I've got more abroad conventions this year than I have in uh, the UK. But I've got Germany in October. I've got New York and Chicago Tardis in uh, November. And then, of course, within there, I've got several other um, UK conventions within that, including Hooverville in Derby, which is where I work. Where I worked with Gareth. Yes. As well. Um, so yes, um, got a few jobs coming up. I do a bit of um, TV background work as well, occasionally when that gets offered to me. So I'm working on that, and of course at the moment as well, working with Gareth to do the Anna Karen documentary. Nice. And if I'm possible, can I just give a shout out to my friend in New York, Marty? If you're still hey, here Martin. watching, Marty, hello. I hope you're all right. Hello, Marty. Hi, Marty. Hi, Marty. 
How's it going, stateside? Um, yeah, I, I'd love to chat to you, Matt, actually, because the, the, I, I run a podcast network called You Suck as well, which is US-UK. It's all about you, the difference between US and UK culture. So you go, you taking Comic-Cons over to America and then bringing them oh, back okay. over well, there's, a, there's a, a very big difference between Comic-Cons in America than, than over Oh, here. yeah, of course, yeah. of course. I'd love to chat about that with you sometime. Um, yeah, perfect, yeah. Gareth, uh, would you like to tell people what's going on with you? I mean, there's what? lots going on with you. How long have we got, folks? <laughs> what, I mean, what, what, what does that mean to me? <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, we've got the small matter of a of a, of a feature film, um, eight years in the making, which which started off being eight years in the making. Then you have to do it in eight weeks, and now it's eight days for the premiere, ladies and gents. So, yeah, so that's coming up. In fact, you can't quite see it, but I've got one of the lead actresses in the in the office with me now. She's about to jump on for a radio interview. She's doing live for that. So, so that's the big thing. And then beyond that, of course, um, we've got Henry Henry House slash Karen Care Home Drama Series led by Orla Jones' Izzy Orchard, who people can see for the first time in Izzy vs. Jess. Uh, not the Wellington All, but you can't even got a ticket yet because it's sold out. Um, snooze, you lose. But Telford Priory School, Friday the 1st of April, we're doing it all again. Simon's going to be there, who uh, actually narrates the opening of the film and appears in it himself too. So uh, lots of reasons to, to come along if you're of, of a horses and biscuits persuasion. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> we are oh gosh why why why, why? It's a philosophical question it's good. It's good. I, I suddenly clicked that this is one of those things i like to have on me but why why do we do this thing we do this thing because the i think shropshire is a wonderful place we are the shoes of biscuit but we cover all sorts of things going on in shropshire um i was at kids fest a couple of weeks ago that was in telford we spoke to amazing people around shropshire we followed gareth who is in Oxford street um there with the rock and horse thing and that spreads across shropshire as well and there's people coming into Shropshire to make all these things. So that's why we do these things at the Shoes We Skip podcast. Please give us a follow on Facebook or on uh, subscribe on, on YouTube if you're watching now. Uh, and we're on uh, Instagram and we're on Twitter as well. I'm finally starting to le- learn how to use Twitter as well, which is great. Uh, but also you can check out our face our, our webpage, sorry, which is the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast.co.uk. Um, all of our content is available on there. You can click on a video, press play, and it'll play our audio straight from the website. That's if you don't want to listen to us on itunes spotify or podbean and our website is made for uh, made for us by the lovely guys at web orchard if you need a website they'll make the perfect website for you right let's get out of here guys this has been an amazing tribute uh, yes. i think there's a really nice and nice comment here by karen it says a wonderful tribute to three people who left a legacy um and 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 Joy as well says thank you everyone. Lovely tribute show. So thank you, thank you very much, guys. Thank you, everyone. Yeah, thank you. Thank you all. Great. It's been fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. Catch you later, guys. Yeah, See, bye. See you later, guys. Bye.